It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 1942, an excerpt from the book, Less, Minimalism for Real, by Rose Lounsbury. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, including holidays, usually from blogs, sometimes from books, like today. I'll tell you about the author right after the reading and how to have a chance to win a copy of her book. For now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. An excerpt from the book, Less, Minimalism for Real, by Rose Lounsbury. The Real Benefit of Owning Less. Minimalism has many benefits, ranging from more pleasing aesthetics to mental clarity. But when people ask me why I continue to strive toward this lifestyle, my answer is always the same. It makes my life easier. My house is always clean. A few months into my minimalism journey, my mother-in-law was due for a visit. Normally, the prospect of overnight guests sent me into an anxiety-fueled cleaning frenzy. My pre-guest routine involved much nervous surveying of my cluttered house, biting at my fingernails, and nagging at my husband and kids. But on this particular occasion, I looked around my newly minimized home in wonder as a surprising truth slowly dawned on me. My house was already clean. It's been five years since that moment, and it's still true. My house is always clean. I don't say this to brag, but to simply relate one of the unexpected benefits of becoming a minimalist. I have less stuff to clean, thus my house is cleaner. But don't get the wrong idea. If you stop by on a Saturday morning, there would be toys on the floor and my kids would likely be constructing a fort out of cardboard and markers. My house is still a kid-friendly place, but also happens to be relatively clean. Before embracing minimalism, when I packed my home with as much stuff as I could muster, much of my cleaning actually involved transferring piles of stuff from one undesirable location to another. The stack of unopened mail? Hmm, put it on the kitchen counter instead of the coffee table. The kids' toys? Shove them all in that ottoman instead of the corner. I thought people with consistently clean homes were anomalies. How did they do that exactly? Sure, maybe some of them love to clean, but maybe, just maybe, they had less stuff, making their houses less cluttered, making them cleaner. Think about it. How easy is it to vacuum an uncluttered floor or wipe an empty countertop? Many of us perceive cleaning as difficult because we are actually performing two steps. Number one, decluttering, followed by number two, cleaning. And of the two, let me tell you with authority, decluttering takes much, much longer. We do real cleaning, scrubbing sinks and toilets, etc. on the weekends. It takes about 45 minutes to clean our entire house. And the best part is, It's easy because we don't have to declutter first in order to do it. If cleanliness isn't enough of a benefit for you to try minimalism, think of the time you will save. When my kids were toddlers, I spent around 10 minutes picking up toys every time I put them down to sleep. This equaled 20 minutes per day, which doesn't sound like much, but 20 minutes per day is 2.3 hours per week or 120 hours per year, which is the equivalent of five full 24-hour days. So I spent five days each year just picking up toys. I don't know about you, but that is not how I want to spend my precious time. What do you want to do with your time? I'm guessing clean your house is not at the top of your list. At the risk of sounding like a cheesy motivational speaker, minimize your stuff to maximize your life. When you stop letting your stuff control your time and energy, you will find that you have energy left to do the things you really want to do, like read a book or call a friend or catch up on your favorite television series, or if you're feeling like a real minimalist, to do absolutely nothing at all. 
I know what I have. I didn't even know I had this. This is a phrase I regularly hear from clients. Said in a surprised voice, often leaning toward bewilderment, this sentence exemplifies what happens when we own lots of stuff. Our brains just can't keep track of it all. We end up storing the excess in bins and boxes to be discovered later. Knowing what I have means I know where to find things. I used to keep multiple pairs of nail clippers all over my house. I'm not sure why I felt the need to be prepared for simultaneous hangnail emergencies in my bedroom, bathroom, and kitchen, but I kept them all just in case. Now I own one pair of nail clippers per bathroom. Yes, I am one wild rebel. Silly as it may sound, having one pair of nail clippers makes my life easier because everyone knows where they belong, and if they aren't there, we could track down the last user and make him or her responsible for putting them back. I know what I don't have. This is the flip side of knowing what you have, but just as important. It's helpful to know what you don't have so that you don't waste time looking for it. I recently went to the attic in search of something I'd written during graduate school. It was a collaborative book with a funny image on the cover that I wanted to accentuate a story I was telling a friend. I knew the only place the book could be was in my memorabilia tub, so I opened the tub, spent a minute rifling through, and realized it wasn't there. I must have decluttered it at some point. I'll admit I felt a twinge of disappointment, but more than that, I felt glad that I didn't spend another hour tearing my attic apart looking for it. I knew what I didn't have. Knowing what you don't have is very comforting. It allows you to quickly move from panic mode, where's that serving dish from grandma? I know it's here somewhere, to action mode. Perhaps I can borrow a serving dish from a friend. There's very little in this life that cannot be borrowed, rented, or purchased again. Being a minimalist, frees you from the perceived need to stockpile items because you can more quickly investigate other resources like friends, neighbors, Craigslist for obtaining things you need. This not only saves time, but a significant amount of stress. Speaking of time, a study published in the Daily Mail found that people spend an average of 10 minutes per day looking for lost items. This equates to about 153 days over the course of a lifetime. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna spend nearly half a year of my life searching for lost keys or wallets or nail clippers or silly things I wrote in college. In other words, being a minimalist is the next best thing to going all back to the future and inventing your own flux capacitor. Okay, maybe that's a stretch. Sadly, being a minimalist has not resulted in a sweet 1980s DeLorean showing up in my driveway. (sighs) But I do know that when I minimized my stuff, I maximized my time. Because my house is decluttered, thus it always looks clean, I no longer nickel and dime my time away picking up toys and shoes. Because I know what I have and what I don't, I don't waste my time searching for things. My life is still busy with three kids, a business, and just living, but I feel a much greater sense of freedom in my days now because I no longer feel bound to my stuff. It doesn't control my time, thus it doesn't control me. It surprises me how often I hear people say, I'm just so overwhelmed by my stuff. If you've ever said or felt this, I encourage you to imagine a life with less, a life where your possessions are not in control, you are. After all, we only get one shot at this life. Who do you want to be in charge of it? You or your stuff? You just listened to an excerpt from the book, Less, Minimalism for Real, by Rose Lounsbury. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money and this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, 
Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids 6 to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the Go Henry app. And with their Go Henry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with Go Henry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month unless canceled. And about today's author, Rose Lounsbury. She's a keynote speaker, Amazon best-selling author, simplicity coach, and a mom of triplets. She helps overwhelmed people create open spaces in their homes, workspaces, and minds by letting go of the excess stuff that gets in the way. She was actually a speaker at the Economy Conference, which was created by Diana, our host of Optimal Finance Daily. And Rose is regularly narrated over on that show too, so you can check that out. But first, check out her book online. You can find it right on the homepage of roselounsbury.com, L-O-U-N-S-B-U-R-Y.com. And I have that linked in this episode's description. But also, we're giving away a copy on Instagram to a lucky winner. That post on Instagram is up now and the giveaway ends on Friday. So make sure you check out our post on Instagram. You can find us at Old Podcast. And I'll leave it there for today. Hope you're having a great day and I'll be back tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.